0: From Littlehampton, UK. This, this is the Man Up Podcast. in
1: five, four, three, two,
0: one. One. Welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, episode eight, EP eight of uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Man Up Podcast. Me, Tony Vino, and Monsieur Steve Leg. Bonjour. How are you? C'est vrai. We,
1: be it Thanks. Cheers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, this one, I wanted to talk, Steve, about. Time efficiency routines, that kind of thing now you are i've 've said this many times before um off air, but basically <laughs> <laughs> behind your back, but Typically. you are one of the most efficient and productive men I know you know you you travel around the country performing you uh, run a magazine a brilliant magazine a sorted magazine you've got loads of different projects on the go you've got like hundreds of kids yep. and you do and basically you, and you never seem flustered uh i mean you are always on your iphone yes. uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> when you talk to steve you have to just realize that it'll be flicking away getting rid of emails. Oh, so many emails you just like hundreds of emails all let and me and, come back to you let me just get rid of yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> you're keeping going and um I basically look at the way you, you, know, you, you manage your time and I go, yeah, there's, there's really s- stuff to mine there. And I, so I wanted to go, like, what's your, like, you know, if someone would say, like, if he had the Steve leg, the three or th- four things that really help with
1: productivity yeah. and work and motivate, that kind of thing, what would you... Well, I would say things? work smarter, not harder. Yeah, nice. Kay. Why work nine to five when you work five to nine? Nice. You know, and, and how do you work smarter then? What's are some well, of those things? I that? think the early bird catches the worm. Really? So I, um, I generally start at 7.30 Whoa. every day, Monday to Friday. And that Monday means you're getting Friday. stuff before you start getting bombarded with emails and phone calls. Do you know what? For an hour and, and, phone, and a half, it's calls. fantastic. So I tend to wake up 6.30... Sort the kids out, take the dog across the road. Yeah. Uh, feed the dog. <laughs> drop the kids off at various train stations. Brilliant. Get back in <laughs> even front if of the don't want to go even anywhere. Even just just go, you're out, you're out for the day. <laughs> I've got to be efficient here. You spoil, <laughs> spoil it. You um, spoil it. So, 7.30, I'm in front of my computer. So, for an hour and a half, wow. I've caught up with everything.
0: So, then, that first hour and a half, you're... Sorry to go detailed on this, yep. but you're... you're Mainly sorting out like to-do list or emails or um, kind of catch-up on Do my tasks. finances,
1: so oh, okay, I've, yeah. I've, you know, I used to work in a bank and I did accountancy. I hated accountancy. Yeah, it made no sense whatsoever. But I've got this online thing, and there's something about me. I take a perverse pleasure in balancing everything to the penny. Do you know
0: That I I have something of that every every like whenever I get behind my computer, I like to log on to my online banking I like yeah. to look through my invoice list who's paid who's not paid that sort of stuff satisfying there's somewhat satisfying about um, in in the chaos of what is a self-employed travelling minstrel lifestyle yes of knowing right I've got that you know I've got that kind of worked out and it gives a level of of control I think yeah. within a, the it's wider chaos just
1: reconciling stuff is. yeah it's very it? satisfying. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing that. I've got this Bible in One Year app on my phone, oh, which lovely. I find really good. Um, so, check so that, that just out. runs in the background and reads the, the Bible for you. Do all that. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, see, I'm <laughs> got to do anything. I'm got to look at it. So it's all right, done.
0: So you're working, but also you're reading. You're reading yep. some scriptures. So reading some so scriptures because that, that's an interesting one. The idea of because for me, so it's across you. But there's, there's, it sounds like two things you've got there that are, that are powerful. You because I think most people that have met that are impressive, productive, um people that I'd I'd want I'd say, you know, there's something in that you want to emulate or want something you you know that I that I'd say people take note are they'll often have a routine. Yeah. But they'll also have a meditative practice. Oh, and okay. it's interesting that yes. you seem to like, part of your I'm morning not very
1: good at it, but I'm getting better. Right. Right. And I found this system on my phone yeah. that is really that good. That works for you. So it's yeah. on your phone and you have a read. Yeah. Well, at, in your office, at your in desk? the office. You've been in my office, tiny little tiny office, thing, yeah. full of crazy props and speed cameras <laughs> and <laughs> puppets and bizarre it's, stuff. Yeah, it is bizarre, isn't it? it?
0: But is. there's a certain order to it that you you yeah. I know where everything order, is. Yeah, you yeah.
1: know where it is. Um, yeah, but no. So but, cracking on with the emails. Um, kids off to school. Normally a breakfast with Becca, my wife. About nine, she works from home. So you've not eaten by this stage. You're but, I never fancy breakfast. Wow. I could live without breakfast. Boom, straight yeah. Up, on. Um, yeah. So crack on. Ten thirty. Take the dog out. We can generally do four yeah. miles in an hour. And once again, I hate wasting time, so I'll listen to something. I'll listen to a podcast. Ah, lovely. Uh, Whether someone preaching or a comedy podcast or yeah. just something. Lovely. I just. I think it's really key. Make the most of time. Yeah. Time is precious. Yeah. It's um, the
0: it's the, n- the only resource we have that is non renewable. Yeah. Like everything else, you can you can kind of make up for yep. order,
1: But like time, it comes, it's gone, it's gone. So an hour, um, apart from Wednesdays, Wednesdays badminton. We nine thirty to eleven. Is I've badminton. been to your badminton. You've been uh, to the Christmas
0: do. Wow, yeah, lovely buffet. They loved you. They, l- <laughs> I, I love them. Well. If I, I, I'm not a fan of badminton, but you I am played now. well. Did all right I? You were getting better and better. I was um, younger than everybody by several <laughs> decades. <laughs> you
1: brought the average age down big time. My lack of skill was made up for in just youthful enthusiasm. I think. But I tell you, tell you, here is something interesting with my day. Yeah. I knock off at four. Oh, interesting. So I finish at four. I figure I start at seven thirty. Four o'clock. Sit down. Watch um, Tipping Point. Ben Shepherd, you I know I like it. my quizzes. Yeah, yeah, I love his But I've his always pre- got my phone with me as well. So I've got emails coming through, but I tend to turn off from four because I work a lot of evenings and certainly Friday, wow. Friday nights and Saturday nights. So that's, so that's it. So you've got routine. So you are a man of routine, aren't you? You've yeah. got your on oh, your Wednesday. So. You've got your dog
0: every day at every day, ten, yep. Breakfast with your wife. Kids, not d- drop them off. Yeah. After And then you've got your Bible app. See so that, that is an interesting one, that. But and, finishing at four? But finishing at four. Now, if I can. Now, how do you organize, like, because it's not just, that's, that's your routine and time and finish yeah. your foot. Good, that sounds great. How do you prioritize that? You know what I mean? Because it's not just ha- how you do it, but it's like, what do you do? Like, you know, you've got, well, to you honest, run if a If the magazine, phone goes, oh, we'll
1: phone. answer the phone Will you? at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or 7, 8, 9, 10.
0: So I'm more meaning, right, because one of the things as well, I, I've personally found about working smarter, not harder, yep. is knowing what you're meant to be doing. Sure. So you know what I mean? Like, so for me, there's, uh, uh, there's a big to-do list and then there's also y- your in- inbox, actually, your email inbox is one big to-do list, but it's not a to-do list you've created. Yep. It's one that other people have created. Yeah. And I actually find that, for me, the tension uh, is making sure that my own to-do list has precedent over yep. the email. Because... Of of replying to email there is no end. I'm sure that's in the scriptures. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) but basically you can be replying to emails all the time and responding to what other people want you to do and all these demands on on you know information they want or whatever. But I go for me, I need to if I'm gonna do a day's work, right, and work on something properly, I wanna identify what that is in the morning, Mm. you know, and say, right, today it might be I wanna write this article, I might wanna um, edit up this podcast, whatever it is, that thing that as long as I get that done, and that's my priority. So you're
1: not distracted by emails? Yeah, yeah. Well, which I, is the problem is when I'm in front of my computer, yeah. I might be watching something else or writing. Yeah. And then it pings, ping, and ping. And the top right corner, I see what it is, yeah. it's very easy. Yeah. And I'm rubbish at this. That's I tend it. to jump when I see an email.
0: No, that's it. I, I, I do. So what I've stopped doing, what I've done is my emails don't just come in, I've got to press send and receive. and They don't come in automatically because oh, then I go right. I know, I've got my, I know I've got a load of emails I still need responding to, maybe from the day before or whatever, but basically I've gone, right, I'll do them late. I'll, I'll have a certain time for that. If I'm doing a day's work, it's not often that I get a full day's work anyway because I'm looking after the kids quite a bit and I'm out in the evenings and often I'm in a different town to where my home is. But if I'm getting into the office and I'm doing a day's work, my the ideal practice is identify what's going on, what do I want to do, and then I'll work on that, and as because I'm very distractible, as you know. Yes. And so, oh, look at that shiny thing. Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'll go right. That's what I want to work on today. And I put that ahead. And I go right. So this next hour, I'm just going to do that. And then I go right. Okay. Almost as a bit of a break, I'll go yeah. right. I'll I'll do some emails now. Send and receive. Pop
1: pop 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 pop. They come in and I start responding to them. <laughs> <laughs> so you no. haven't got your fa- Well, I've noticed. I've tried to chat to you on Facebook, and you don't always no. respond straight away. No, it can no, be a couple of days. Sometimes, so unlike me, I've got it open. No. It looks like I'm there, That's, even I, though I'm not there. It well, it drives I am there, me but you to distraction mean. because like ping ping. Yeah. I get all these when yeah. I'm on Facebook, messages.
0: People are sending me instant messages, and and I actually think knowing. Because most things don't need instantly replying to. You know what I mean? You can kind of like, you can batch that sort of stuff. And actually, sometimes it can help not replying straight away. So things like, um, uh, this was a a tip I picked up from a a, a really good um, guy out in America called Tim Ferriss where he talks about, sometimes if you're replying to someone, you know, if an email comes in, or it's harder to do with Facebook, but if an email comes in, if you reply straight away, then they'll reply back to you straight yeah. away. You know, and you get into this, like, back and forth. And sometimes you go, I want to just slow this down a little yeah. bit. So what I can do is, I, well, I use Microsoft Outlook, which isn't a great... I, I, I think it's brilliant, but some people besmirch it, the, the Mac users and all that, which I think you are, mm. aren't you? But the, um, the, the Mac has its own um, versions of this. But when I reply, I can put a uh, date and time on it. So I'll go, right, I'm replying to this now, so then I can delete yeah. it from my inbox... But I only want it to go back in two days to slow down that little back oh. and forth. Because... that's like
1: writing a letter. Yeah, writing a letter. Because
0: like, cause I want to get out of this back and forth, instant yeah. back and forth. Because and, I don't want to be ruled by email. Because for too like I, I think my... Um, any lack of productivity I have has become from me getting too distracted and getting too pulled into the this incessant need to uh, communicate mm. and respond and all that. And actually... Everybody's just becoming generic. Everyone's doing emails and instant messages, but we're not actually producing anything. Yeah. So I want to be a producer. I want to be a writer. I want to be. I want to write for the page and for stage. I want to. Um, uh want to curate good comedy shows. So I want to put great. You know, that's what I'm doing. You know, these are the projects I'm working on. Um, and and I want to spend time with my family. I want to do You know, all sorts of different things I want to do. And so, for me, it's pulling myself out of that that kind of draw that kind of um it's like a you know the you know tractor beam you know alien yeah. tractor beam that just pulls you into that and so yeah love
1: it tony love it the 60 second life coach with peter
2: horn in april 2015 a 35 year old ultra marathon runner named kevin carr completed his run around the world After he finished, he tweeted, job done. He'd been running for over 621 days and over 16,300 miles. He entered the record books as the fastest man to run around the world and the first to do so without support. He pushed his supplies in a child's buggy. Now, if you're mad enough to consider undertaking something like this, or if you want to do any other difficult long-term goal, you might want to read the excellent book Achieve the Impossible by Professor Greg White. Here are some insights from his book about how you too can set about achieving your impossible goal. Number one, realise that you need to commit to some seriously hard work. Greg White describes a helpful way of doing this. He uses the analogy of a personal bank account held at the happy bank. Hard work is the currency you invest there. Keep a note of those investments and maintain a log of your activities and your efforts. On those times when things are feeling a bit tough, reading that log can help you stay committed to your goal. It will provide tangible evidence of the work you've undertaken and the investment that you've made. Number two, make sure that the outcome that you want is realistic and achievable. When you do this, before you start any planning, it's helpful to answer three questions of destiny. Importance, time and resources. Number one, is the challenge important to me? This is similar to a magic wand question that I use. Um, If I could wave a magic wand and give you this outcome now, would you take it? Some people hesitate when they answer this, which suggests that other ingredients need to be brought into the mix before you've got the correct recipe for success. Number two, do I have the time to commit to the planning, preparation and delivery of this challenge? In our enthusiasm we can sometimes bite off more than we can chew, so think carefully about what time you can realistically spare. Number three, do I have the resources to deliver success? If your resources are dependent on someone else, make sure you've got their buy-in first. One of the most important psychological limitations to achieving a goal is our belief. Belief is not necessarily built in a day. And whilst our motivation may may be at its peak at the start of a challenge, be aware that belief can build and grow over time as we work towards our goal, providing that we give the necessary attention to our planning and preparation. And as you diligently graft towards your goal, remember to celebrate your milestones and mini successes along the way.
1: Jobs for the boys. So here we are in the salubrious surroundings of a butlin's chalet with my dear friend Andy Kind. Hello, Andy. Hello, brother. Now,
3: this segment is called Jobs for the Boys. You've got an interesting job. Yeah. A job that I guess lots of people might aspire to. Tell us what you do. Yeah, I am a a stand-up comedian and comedy writer, and I have been for ten years. Ten years?! Over a decade now Weddings, parties, bar mitzvahs I'm thinking All the, all those things, yeah No, none of those things uh, Stand-up comedy clubs and I do church outreach gigs as as well I go all over the world I've been to South Africa uh, and the Isle of Man The Isle of Man? Yeah, so that was that's <laughs> line number one on the CV You'll we going to the outer Hebrides next Oh yeah, I can't wait <laughs> You've known to perform at a wedding? I have performed at a wedding. And a which party, is, I would imagine, we, well. Which is why I don't do them. They're horrendous, are things. Why weddings so bad? Well, it's because anything where comedy is not the main thing, is, is, um, where it's not the main event, is always difficult. Comedy needs to have a captive audience. Yeah. Uh, if people aren't there for the comedy, they just won't enjoy it very much. And they often won't listen. And Whereas music you can have in the background, music can be a background thing, comedy can't be a background thing. It's either everything or nothing. Do you like, like ra- round tables?
1: Oh, thank you. I you <laughs> you uh, squeezed that in.
3: <laughs> round tables, then. Do you not like round tables? I I don't. I because I I don't really do jokes. I'm not like you know our friend Tony Vino who can who can actually do round table stuff because he just he just joke 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 joke. joke. I but do... he doesn't like round. We hate round tables. Yeah. We hate this thing people say we're having a cabaret.
1: What does yeah. what does cabaret
3: mean? Well, I think it's just it, it's the sort of thing you expect to find on. Holiday parks <laughs> from the 1950s. It's very Heidi high, isn't it? Like, it is. de ho! <laughs> exactly. I um, I don't like that sort of thing because I do I do stories and I'd like to take people on a journey. But with roundtables, they're not really listening. They'll tune in and out, and so you know you lose them if you're trying to tell something which is more than ten seconds long. Really. So if
1: you were giving, giving some advice to someone planning a comedy night, a fun night, you would say rows, nice and close. I would say
3: rows of chairs, nice and close to the stage. Good lighting, good speakers. They're not going to break. And, and And then that's it. I mean, if you get the people along and you you set them out properly and the lighting and the staging and the the sound is good, then it's quite easy after that. It's not rocket science, is it? It's not rocket science, no. Now, you
1: mentioned in the intro that you're a comedy writer. Yeah. Tell us about your new book. That looks very different.
3: Yes, so my first two books were about being a comedian on the circuit. Uh, This third book is called The Unfortunate Adventures of Tom Hillingthwaite. It's a comedy novel uh, about an urban missionary who moves to a rough area to (laughs) to set up a community. His official job is community builder, but really he's trying to evangelise, he's trying to tell people about, about God. But he's terrible at it, he's really bad at it, and so he gets into all these... It's not that he gets into... Crazy situations he makes normal situations chaotic by the fact that he's he's totally flawed so it's not the, the, it's not a Christian comedy book in that respect the, the the humor comes out of the fact that he's a flawed human being, not the fact that he's a christian so it's uh, it's not cheesy it's not cringeworthy it's just about a guy who's terrible at, at his job and the, the fact is his job is uh, uh, urban missionary <laughs> so is it uh,
1: is it pure fiction or is it based on anyone we know
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know why you we, wouldn't even ask that uh, it's it's a com- it's a kind of composite of lots of people that I know Including myself But it is a fictional book It's not It's not an autobiography or a biography of anyone
1: Andy Kind, fantastic
3: It looks like a fantastic read Bless you mate, thanks
1: Hi,
0: this is Lieutenant Colombo, And you are listening to the Man Up Podcast The most fun you can have Without a cigar and a trench coat Alright, I think I've bothered you enough for today I'll let you go on and listen Oh, oh, and just one more thing
1: enjoy the show now Tony we get as a magazine lots of fascinating research press releases coming yeah. through um, and I had something um, what do you what would you think is British males biggest fear women <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no but the British biggest
0: fear for British males um, I'll, I'll throw a couple of things out yep. uh, um, prostate cancer no. Nope. Uh, public speaking? No. Nope. Um, uh, crikey. Um, like, being alone?
1: No. Uh, None losing, of those losing, are in the list. Losing,
0: losing the job. Money. Uh, to money. That is number three.
1: Well, being unemployed, number three. Ah, okay. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Weight gain You're has me. been revealed as the number one fear for British men. Although only a third of those afraid of gaining weight were worried about their health. Consequences such as looking less attractive and struggling at work as a result were revealed to be among the top concerns. This is fascinating. A new poll was discovered British men's worries over putting on weight, which beat heartbreak and unemployment to take place as their biggest fear. Heartbreak and unemployment. They're amazing. Wow. So weight gain 33%. <laughs> Heartbreak 24, being unemployed 18%, losing a loved one 16%, being unpopular on social media 9%.
0: Well, that, see, that to me doesn't sound like a great uh, trend in that that that's more vanity over relationship because it's like, you know, you feel. putting on weight than losing a loved one. I'd rather gain a couple of pounds than, than a
1: family member. Well, it's interesting. The, the actual people who supplied this research were a uh, plus-size clothing company, bigdudeclothing.co.uk. <laughs> 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 so I think they may have had a, had a vested interest and may have skewed the w- results. Yeah, I wonder um, where they
0: did the, the polling. Was it like, you know, Weight Watchers, clearly? <laughs> 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 right, yeah. Well, do, I mean, because I suppose that... Yeah cuz that's not actually when I've talked to guys that's not been a big concern of theirs. Okay. I I I um do you do you worry about your weight? No. You not, see you you're very svelte. I'm pretty svelte and 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 I don't really like um uh, uh like put lots of effort into trying to stay slim or whatever. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm slim but um I kind of, I think once you get to a certain, I'm in my mid thir- mid to late thirties. I'm 37 now, and and I've kind of like been the same shape for. Years. I think a lot of people stay about the same shape. And Do you then, think so? And then, but then you get yeah. hit sort of mid 40s Some people then pork up. I they? found it's
1: uh, yeah, it's kind of hard once you get the full I look at photos of me in my twenties. <coughs> this oh, crunchy, kind of stick yeah. insect, you yeah. know, like uh, like a golf club, you know, in in profile. Now I think it's a lot harder. Yeah, it really is.
0: Well, I'm just finding things like i 'm um, a lot more um just physically uh, I, like stiff i like I, like i 've got a sore neck at the moment and things like that and um I do like as you know I do a bit of iranian wrestling
1: <laughs> but <laughs> i only don 't touch on this again
0: <laughs> but I, I only do about an appearance once in every six months because every time <laughs> I go I get injured and um uh, and And I was like I was with my little boy today and we were on a trampoline, and he was like bouncing down and falling over and landing on his head and giggling and all this yeah. and I've got this like stiff neck and like twinges and pangs here and all that and um and it is just you know as you get older it kind of these little little niggles think and one of the things i've I've learned I was listening to this um uh it was quite it's quite a famous uh, bodybuilder called Pat. Pa, not, it almost sounds like Pavlov, Pavos, or something like that. And he talked about just um, changing up your routine. So I go to the gym once or twice a couple of times a week. And this made total sense. And I thought this was quite in, um, a good thing for life. He said. Don't just do the same routine. Yep. You get into a groove, and that's what I've been doing for years. I've been going to the gym, doing the exact same routine. Right, I go on the bench press, and I do the pull-ups, and I do the, and I do the same weights, and I, and I actually realised. And he's only listening to this podcast by this this bodybuilder. I went, oh my goodness, I've been doing that for years. And he goes, that it's almost like not going because mm. your body gets so used to, to it. You need to shock the system. You need to shock the system, so you have to you know whap up the weights on that go down on that do something you've not done before and I went you know what that just makes sense for that like, in terms of any growth he talks yeah. about muscle growth but I think anything in
1: life you've got to change up your routine so it's funny at the gym you see these guys working on the upper body yeah and they've got the scrawniest legs <laughs> the legs <laughs> like a sparrow <laughs> yeah, I know. And you think, it, the contrast it just looks correct. so wrong
0: doesn't and it they, they're usually bow legged as well if yeah. you get a pig through that can not you it's and it is, and so, I, and so I've been changing up my routine, and I've been feeling the difference, and I've been you feeling know what, my dentist told me the same thing with toothpaste. No way. He said switch your toothpaste. Of course. Every get, so often. Because your bacteria will get used to it, won't it? Like, yeah, the,
1: exactly. T- that's exactly what they said. You just never think anything. That makes so much sense, but no one ever told you that use the same toothpaste. Of course. And it makes total sense. So I had problems with my knees. Yeah. I had a lot of problems with my knees recently, and... Uh, no advertising but Paul Carenza our friend in PK. Sorted Magazine Legend. was writing about having problems with his knee going to the doctors and there's a condition called stand up knees and I've seen photos of myself on stage and I stand with my, with my legs locked oh. I don't know if you stand like that but Paul oh. stands like that Is and he? it creates this tension on the knees so he went to see his quack and they oh. th- they actually gave him some tape so some tape goes round the back of the leg so wow. when you do lock them it feels really uncomfortable. It pulls right. the
0: tape. So it's like the footballers have that tape yes, on their back. I guess so. Window.
1: Yeah. And I thought, isn't that fascinating? And I'm just so aware of how I stand. Yeah. Uh, but you're not sure when you have these conditions whether you should carry on exercising. Oh. And my wife said, oh, you shouldn't be playing badminton. You've got bad knees. Well, that's it. But you think, well, maybe you should. Well, it's like, it makes sense for so many things. Like driving, you know, you'll be in the same position. But one of the
0: best things to do is just sort of change, yeah. your, you know, change the, the, you know, your car seat position, all that kind of stuff. And, it, you know, it... And it just so shows, one of the things about getting old, I think, is getting into a rut. And yes. I think that's what makes you feel old, but also yeah. that's what can actually exacerbate things like sore knees or a crook neck or whatever. Is because you're doing the same thing and you're putting too much strain yeah. because you're not changing something. So what you think is comfort and the way you've always done it is actually causing you damage. Yeah, that's interesting. It's deep, isn't it?
1: Very deep. That was the Man Up podcast. They'll be back.